Welcome, everyone. This is a brand new episode of Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, the Korean John Cusack, but also now known as the Korean Alex Caruso. Yo, what's good, man? This is episode 114, aka the NFL kickoff show. Yes, that's right. This episode today is brought to you by mybookie.ag. We are going to get into my top picks for the weekend and, of course, tonight's NFL football game. Miles, cue in the Monday Night Football music. The dun, 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 dun. We got our BTB official Seahawks correspondent, Scott Ferranda, who is going to give us his professional insights on what he predicts our season will look like. Our strengths, our weaknesses, of course, we're going to discuss the hobby. We're going to talk about Dick Stain, Donald Fuckface, who got caught lying to the entire world. We got free game, always got free game, and we're giving away a Topps X Ben Baller did the card Chrome box autographed by yours truly. The value on that box is somewhere around $1,200. Look, we're going to get into a whole bunch of shit, and this is another brand new Hi-Fi 8K Clarity episode of BTB. Let's fucking go. So, uh, Donald Trump, this fucking guy, man, he's truly a lunatic, okay? This piece of shit cocksucker got caught admitting that he knew in early February that the coronavirus was much deadlier than he told the public it was, all right? He, he knew that it was airborne. He had spoke to President Xi of fucking China, and he put him up on game, okay? He openly admitted over this fucking leaked phone call that, or was it an interview, I don't know, that this affects young people too, and that is going to kill a lot of people. And yet, he still didn't do shit. In fact, fuck all this. You could hear it. This ain't no doctored up, fake, you know, I don't. it's not Photoshop. What do they say when, when, when it's fake audio? This is really Dick Stain Donald's talking. Miles, can you please play that soundbite? Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob. Just today and, and yesterday, some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. So give me a a moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind, because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to, oh, my God, the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you... Sure, I want you to I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. Okay, so let's just say real quick, fuck politics. Okay, for right now, let's just say fuck politics. Yes, there's an enormous election just less than seven weeks away. Okay, but this isn't even about politics. All right? It's not a political issue. This is a human issue. How do you do this to your country? You know, how do you let over 190,000 people 
die over a virus where you could have, I mean, done a lot more. Okay, the USA has handled this worse than any other country in the world. We didn't even do bad. We failed. We got an F grade. The families of those who died from COVID-19 in America should sue Donald Trump. They should have a fucking class action lawsuit and sue that cocksucker, okay? It's fucking despicable. Why is it at every far-right wing groupie just, they all say the same fucking things, okay? Oh, Trump saved so many people from pedophiles and child trafficking and he fixed issues between, you know, Israel and Saudi Arabia. What? Huh? The fuck? And then all the Trump supporters are always like, are you just going to always listen to CNN and, and not uh, watch Fox News and you're just only biased to that? Like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? For decades before Trump was ever in office, CNN has been the world's leading news channel. Okay? Look, if you're a news station and there are constant shootings and fires and drama in a certain area of importance, that's not bias. That's reporting actual news. That's what's actually fucking going on with this dumb fucking office. He is completely saying off-the-wall crazy shit. He can't just write it off and say, oh, if this is fake news and blah, blah, blah. No, fuck out of here. Saying shit like, oh, we've handled the coronavirus better than anybody else. No, we haven't. We heard we handled it completely opposite. He just says the craziest shit. And yes, Fox News, they posted their twist on the Trump tapes. But guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. All right? And he had that dick writer, Sean Hannity. Look, at the end of the day, the recording is there on Fox News as well, okay? You can't spin it any other way. You can present it in a certain way and not really talk about it so much, but it exists. Anybody who actually has a brain could listen to that and see it's the same fucking tape on Fox News as it is on CNN, right? It doesn't matter if you're red or blue, if you're right or left. Two plus two equals four. It will never equal anything else. Facts are facts, okay? You know, we, we talked about many times how I'm misunderstood, right? And how you could misconstrue things and whatever, right? And you can't see the energy of my voice and my behavior off tweets or texts. You can't feel energy off a text or thing, right? But when you hear me on this podcast, you kind of feel a vibe. You, you know when I'm saying, ah, fuck you, or I'm saying, no, fuck you, bitch. You could see the different level of energy, all right? It's different. You can misunderstand some of my tweets. You understand it better when you hear me on this podcast. But with Dick Stain Donald, it's actually not different. He literally tweets and beats by Dre sounds. That audio that's like bleeding your eardrums, it's not even like high quality sound, it's just fucking loud. That's Dick Stain, okay? There's no misconstruing his words, all right? When you hear him talk, you just know. Fuck dumbass Candace Owens or any other puppet or the fake woke audience, the Pizzagate trolls, all that shit. We have all heard Dick Stain say this virus was a hoax, all right? He said it would magically disappear, just go away. He was scared to death. He's still scared to death of losing a chance of not getting another term. Like you guys don't understand, he would do literally anything to be reelected, okay? Even murder, which he's already done pretty much, right? He's constantly lying, right? You got Trump supporters saying, oh, don't believe the media, they're trying to spin it. But the thing is, I have a brain, 
and the people who do have a brain. Sadly, there aren't people, many people who do have a brain in America, okay? I can actually decipher between what's actually real and what's fake, even if it's spun. Like how the New York Post, fucking Rupert Murdoch, like how they showed Jacob Blake in a negative light and try to bring up his past and everything else. And then they show Kyle Rittenhouse cleaning up graffiti like he's a good boy and just the way, no, no, fuck all that bullshit. Look, man, I can see between the lines, all right? But you don't actually need to do that, all right? Not with Donald. It's so blatant. He doesn't give a fuck. Everything is fake news if it's bad news about him. It's always nepotism as long as it's not about his family. This man is the lowest scum of all mankind, all right? And you got Trump supporters now saying, oh, well, the, this president, you know what Trump's done? Trump's never gone to war. What president in the last 20 years has not gone to war? Trump. Bro, bro what? Bro, shut the fuck up. We've had hundreds of thousands of Americans die due to negligence, okay? Are you actually insane? Do I think the economy would be worse under Biden? You know what? Yeah, possibly. But you know what? Who gives a fuck? Okay? You got to put morals over money. I'd rather have less death, more empathy in the world, in the country, more unity in our country, less unrest, less tension amongst races, amongst just all. The, our nation is at fuck, is in distress right now. Okay? This man, Donald Trump, is Hitler. 2020. No joke. We don't even need to get into the fucking ties to all the sexual assaults that he has. Fucking, what's it? Eight fucking sexual allegation rape cases against him and other shit. And even pedophilia shit. He's tied to the Jeffrey fucking Epstein shit way more than fucking Bill Clinton and any of them are. Not saying that Bill Clinton's off the. Dude, again, you got to remember, I'm not a Democrat, so I don't give a fuck. Okay? Just know. There is no denying him knowing in advance that he could have taken charge and did something and saved an enormous amount of lives, okay? He was actually too chicken shit. As much as he tries to be his dictator and everything else, man, look, fuck Donald Trump, all right? I'm not a Democrat, and even though this year I was hoping for Bernie to pull through, Sanders, right, or Andrew Yang, I am voting blue because anyone but Trump, okay? This is fucking insane. Have some regard for human life. <sighs> so we're supposed to have Gary Vee on the show today, and uh, um, he had an emergency. So, uh, you know, I hope everything's okay with him, and uh, I just hope everything's smooth. But we're going to reschedule, and, uh, you know, we're going to get the Entrepreneurial King on the next week's episode, uh, episode 116, I believe. But uh, let's just jump into the hobby right now because I was going to ask Gary Vee all kinds of shit because this motherfucker was the one that got me really kind of like on the, I was designing the Tops 2020, but I had already seen this thing with him and I was kind of like, all right, well, let me kind of deep dive more into some of the some of the YouTube and podcast episodes that Gary Vee talks about this shit. Obviously, guys, very, 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 um, I don't want to say well-versed. I don't I mean, he's just, he's obviously an amazing businessman, right? He's, he's, he's you know, even with some... Um, the hits and misses uh, where he could have invested in Uber and became obviously a billionaire by now. But let's jump into the hobby. Fuck it. Uh, I just got my Don Manley cards. Just got them today. And that means my Mark McGuire cards will probably come in less than 10 days. And then my Tony Gwynn card is right behind that. So once I get my Tony Gwynn card, my Ted Williams card should be right behind that. And I think by the time 
my Bob Gibson card drops, which is next week, we should only be a week or two out from all our drops. And then once that catches up in two more weeks, we are going to be literally ordering cards in real time. I think by two or three more cards, you should be ordering cards and have all the cards you've ordered in the past and um, you'll be getting your cards within days. And it's crazy. Salute to Tops for handling the bottleneck situation in the pandemic. I know people are complaining. It's not easy. Look, this shit went out of control. I'm not defending them. I'm just telling you what the facts are because I have nothing to do with any logistics or any shipping. I do know that um, I'm finally starting to see some gold 101 cards out there. Unfortunately, look, I do want all my gold 101 cards. Understand this. Uh, Ichiro, Frank Thomas, and Mike Trout. Well, my boy got the Mike Trout. So Ichiro and Frank Thomas, those are two gold 101 cards that I'd be willing to pay some some money for. Not a shit ton of money, but some money. You know, it's, it's my card. and we, we can make a deal. I think I'm a person that you would want to owe, you know, owing you a favor. I'm a very resourceful person. I'm a very, just the network. The network that I could bring you is priceless. And I, I truly mean that. That's one thing I can say without any humbleness. I can say that with ultimate confidence. I'm a good person to have in your corner for any kind of life, you know, lifeline or whatever the fuck it may be. Um, with that being said, uh, the other card obviously would be Derek Jeter 101 and uh, the Ken Griffey 101 when it drops. Anything else? I'm cool. I'm open to it. But you know what? Again, dog, it's where it's a different part of the market. I only have sentimental value to it because it's my gold card. Anyways, um, tomorrow, Friday, I will be selling my Mariano Rivera Autograph Project 2020 cards uh, sometime before 10.30 a.m. L.A. time. Of course, you know, um, we're doing, I did three Yankees in a row, but I already dropped Jeter last week, sold out fucking super fucking fast. And uh, there will be a 1 of 10, you know, gold autograph Ben Baller card. There'll be a 1 of 50 silver BBDTC autograph card. Uh, I got two error cards this time. There is, uh, I think, one or two friends and family cards, because um, I'm pulling one from the old school that I had. There is going to be a one-of-one one card, but I think it's gone. I'm not sure. Uh, the Derek Jeter one sold out super fast. But with the one-of-one one cards, it takes a little longer because we send them out to Beckett to get the official BGS slab, you know, and um, they get slabs. So they take a little longer. So sometimes I got to list them a little bit later, but the one-on-ones, you know, the, anyways, there's going to be, there's going to be some shit on the site tomorrow. Um, and remember, they do sell out very fast. And once again, there are no refunds. There are no cancellations. Do not come with your son, use a credit card or, you know, use your dad's credit card or your dog, use your credit card. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. Just stop, man. It's, it's don't like, you're going on a grown man site. You're going to buy something. Yes, these are grown man prices. Just understand, all right? And do not sleep. BBDTC.com is always going to have some fire shit. I will put up some card holders up soon again, some more Supreme stuff and everything else. There's a lot of things that I delete that I don't want to stay up there just for certain reasons. I don't want to feel like I'm competing with other my homies that own businesses and stuff. But I do put stuff up there. Uh, remember, there's three sections. There's merch, there's Ben's Closet, and then there's the hobby. Um, continue on with the hobby this Monday, this coming Monday. What is that actual date? Uh, the 14th, this Monday, the 14th, I will be finally selling the highly anticipated tops X BBDTC chromed autograph boxes. All right. Yes. My tops chrome boxes. I will be selling them on BBDTC.com exclusively. I will have the first boxes officially for sale. Well, obviously they're autographed as well. There'll be 10 boxes for sale. They'll be numbered one through 10. And then I will be selling 
a hundred packs of my Topps Chrome, of my exclusive Topps Chrome, right? The BBDTC, all right? There's a hundred packs for sale. There'll be 10 boxes that are autographed for sale. The box will be open because I have to obviously take off the seal, sign the box in gold, not touch any of the packs. I don't play that funny shit. The packs will be sealed, autographed on the foil, okay? Each pack has four cards. You could pull a fucking diamond die cut, which is obviously worth some money. You've seen the Luis Robert already sold fucking 600 bucks on the base card. You know, some of these refractors, there's going to be autographs. There's going to be a lot of shit in there. But you could easily pull a $2,500 superfractor, right? A one-on-one card, which later could be worth European car money, all right? That's no baseball cap. So get ready. Monday, we're going to get it in, okay? Now, for the moment that most of you fucks have been waiting for today. <laughs> uh, Miles, can I get a drum roll, please? Our first Topps BB DTC Chrome giveaway. All right, we're going to give away one box right now. We're going to be giving away two boxes total, one today right now, and one for episode 115, which is a weekend wrap-up coming up, okay? Are you guys ready? Why did I get arrested? Like, what did I get arrested for? What city was I in? And what year was it? Okay. Answer those three questions, which all pertain to the same one situation, and email the answers to benballerdidthecard at gmail.com. And good luck, y'all. Some of you motherfuckers are probably like running off, like, fuck this, I'll fucking come back to the show later, blah, blah. For those of you guys who are still listening, Miles, let's take a real quick break, real quick. Hit me off with some of that Lakey inspired. And then we're going to get my pate, Scott, a.k.a. the BTB Seahawks official correspondent on the line. Be right back, y'all. So we are back and we got my man Scott Ferranda in the motherfucking house, the Filipino Seahawk official behind the baller seahawks correspondent for this motherfucking podcast yo (laughs) ain't no official titles here man look man you're just the only person i know that i could really get in depth and um scott what's good bro what's going on no i'm just ready for the season to finally happen here it's gonna be weird not having preseason so we're kind of just shooting blind here now that we haven't seen any games at all so what's even crazier is do you realize that this Chiefs, uh, Chiefs-Texans game, there's going to be like 40% seats sold? That's the other thing. I don't know whether we want to get go down the COVID route either, but that's kind of interesting to me. It's like that's like a Midwest thing because over here on the West Coast, none of us are having games, and it doesn't seem like we're getting anything for the foreseeable future at all. We haven't heard anything from any West Coast team yet so far. So I got I got my refund for my, uh, my season tickets, but oh. they said I didn't have to get a refund yet. They were telling me that I can opt into i didn't understand the exact language mm-hmm. but bro I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to century fucking link are you crazy bro like, I'm like <laughs> yeah no that just sounds like you're just gonna come home sick and spread it to everybody over here don't come near me if you go to the game but not just that there's so much fucking mm-hmm. there's still people rioting in downtown seattle like right now still it's crazy like there's still like protests and weirdo shit and my cousin lives right there you know like right by the stadium he's just, mm-hmm. and there's there's mm-hmm. drama still like that on top of people not taking it serious and then just fucking weather it just fuck that and i'm good dude yeah i mean seattle on a politics level like you don't want to play with us there's a protest for just about everything 
you want to find a cause, we'll find a way to fight for it. So, yeah, no, fuck all that. So look, mm-hmm. bro. All right, man. So there was really, really wasn't really a ton of offseason activity. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing we were obviously all waiting for was fucking Clowney to make his fucking mind up. And this motherfucker still living in Seattle. Like, bro, why you live in Seattle, motherfucker? Right. Why, I don't why, understand. What, what, what does he have against us? Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Why are you having dinner? Why are you have a fucking chef in Seattle fucking cook for fucking Sean, fucking Peyton, and fucking bitch ass? I'm just saying, like, come on, bro. Really, dog? Go to fucking mm-hmm. Seattle. Why don't you, why you, you should have just flew your punk ass to fucking New Orleans. That's what I don't understand. Because the money that he was offered by the titans we offered him the same amount so it's either something personal going on because we offered the same exact deal and we were basically willing to match whatever it was the titans were giving him so what is it that you're not telling us and why don't you want to be here because we we pretty much gave you everything and we're willing to make any moves that we had to to win a damn super bowl so and i mean was it 15 mil right we offered him 15 yeah yeah. and on top of that Mm -hmm. You know my relationship with a lot of the players, personal. You know, I'm sad to see DJ go. I'm sad to see um, Quentin, you know, Jefferson go. I'm sad to see a couple people go. But you know what? These guys had nothing bad to say about the Seahawks organization. They had nothing but love. You know, they obviously were like, yo, B-Wags, you know what I'm saying? He's he's still, you know, the heartbeat of the defense and boom and there. I didn't hear anything bad about Clowney necessarily inside. I know that these guys ain't tripping, don't know what the fuck is going on. And look, bro, I don't understand, like... You went to Tennessee. Not not one person has him even in the top twenty. I don't think. And there's only fucking you know so many teams. Like you, realistically, nobody has Tennessee in the top ten. Not one single person. Not one sports analyst has the Titans in the top ten. So please tell me why the fuck would you go there? That's what I'm trying to understand. Like. Are you trying to win? Because that's what you told us in the very beginning. We've done everything we've could to put a Super Bowl contending team on the field. We literally got the best safety in the NFL to play with you alongside the best linebacker in the NFL to play with you. So I'm trying to understand what else is it that you need because you got the money that you asked for too. And then we also added uh, Quinn Dunbar. This is the second coming of the Legion of Boom. And I don't know what else you need to help not only give you help, but our secondary is going to give you more time on the pass rush end. So... I'd like to hear something from him. He hasn't said anything. I mean, he hasn't said shit. This is the crazy yeah. thing, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm actually a little confused real quick. Let's, let's, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Look, like, I'm like, all right, dude, <laughs> Der- Derek Henry, you know, uh, who else the fuck do they got? Um, and De- Derek Henry, he's a beast. He's young. I'm trying to Ryan think of Ryan Tannehill, like, I guess. Fuck Ryan Tannehill. Come on, bro. Let's get serious, dog. Let's come on, man. Like, I'm being real, dog. You know, like, you know, and they're saying, oh, on the fantasy side, I know that's your thing. It's not my thing. Like, bro, fuck Ryan Tannehill, bro. Come on. Let's get serious. Um, enough about Clowney. Fuck him. I was a little sad, but you know what? It, it is what it is. But I'm also confused. I was looking at some news thing last week, and I saw that you know we we dropped Shaquem Griffin, but then it said that we also picked him up for a 30 day or something. I don't I don't get it. Like, is he off or is he with us? He's not on the active roster. He's just on our practice squad right now, so we can bring him up whenever. Okay. It was upsetting for about 24 hours because we also lost John Arsua for a second. But, you know, we have both of them on the practice squad, so we can bring them up whenever we want to. And it's good that they're just, you know, still staying with the team. I kind of like what, what we saw in the last Packers game with both the brothers h- hitting that sack. So 
the chemistry yeah. is there and i wouldn't want to lose that no so. especially especially it's i mean good. bro i mean fuck i was like i thought you were there with me i was at that game bro you know what i'm saying yeah, when i came don't know in. how you survived that thing. dog i was dying it looks so cold out there i was so cold that you know i think i told you, you know, i have a stomach issue i have um ulcerative colitis and you know last thing you want to do is have to take a shit in negative seven degree weather. And to be honest with you, it was too cold to even think about that. Like I couldn't even do anything else. Like, you know, they give free hot chocolate. You know, it was a uh, scalding hot chocolate, scalding hot. And I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. It was drinkable. If it was a regular day, like 60, 60, 50 degrees, I would have been like, my mouth would have burned. But because I was so fucking frostbit, you know, you know the little fucking hot packs they saw at CenturyLink? You could put them mm -hmm. like, you crack the pack, boom, you put it in your pockets, you know? I had, Three or four in each shoe, in each boot. I had two or three in my in my beanie on my head, which you're not supposed to have it against your head. I had it in my jacket pockets. I had them by my, my way. I bought like twenty of them. <laughs> it was fucking miserable. Bro. And it was still too cold. And that's, the fucking I mean, thing was, dude, Tyler Lockett is on the field with no Under Armour sleeves, just straight up sleeveless. And I'm like, bro, this dude is smaller than me, like a lot smaller than me. Like he's out there just gangster, you know? He's just but um, bro, let's start with the with the LOB second coming. All right, we got mm -hmm. Shaquille. Yep. We got Jamal. Great new. Yep. We got Quandre. We got Dunbar. Uh, actually, on the second string at left corner, we got Nico Thorpe, which I don't really know too much about Nico. You know, um, yeah. Or Nico. Nico's been around for a while, and I think he just got named a uh, special teams uh, captain. So. He must be doing something good on that end. Nice. The nice. one I'm most concerned about, though, is Trey Flowers. Yo, you bro. See? You already know. He, he ain't even look at. I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and he ain't even on the depth chart as far as like first, second, and third. And he's our right corner. And and thank God, he ain't even on there right now. I don't know if it's a. Let me refresh the page real quick. Yeah, I refreshed the page. He is he is on the active roster, but he is not on the depth chart for. And thank God because he makes me fucking nervous, bro. Yeah, that motherfucker. So nervous. That motherfucker is like a, a coin toss, except you know Especially what I mean. Especially this week. Do you remember when we played the Falcons last time? It was Matt Schaub that threw 500 yards against us. Yeah, man. And so it was like, we have Matt on, Ryan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on, bro. But I mean, uh, you know, we got Blair back up. We got Hill back up. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Obviously, KJ. Obviously, that's my guy. We got. Let's see. We got Bruce Irvin. We got Bobby. We got B Wags. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, come on, Jerron Reed. I forgot. Come on, man. We got. We got Collier. We got Ford that we picked up. Uh, you said we picked up a couple DEs in um mm -hmm. in the off season. I mean, one person I'm I'm really excited to see is LJ Collier. Like people forget, we drafted him before we drafted DK Metcalf. Yeah, in that same draft. So well, he's starting now. You know, defensive end. Yeah, so, so. exactly. He's he's taking over Clowney's spot, so he's gonna have all the opportunities that he can get to to turn into something special. Hopefully. Well, the thing is, you know, we play against the Niners. And if they're not throwing a Kittle, you already know, man. It's a run game. You know, they're trying to, you know, so we need to uh -huh. fucking just, and you already know, bro. Come on, man. You, Me and you were at Levi Stadium. Yep. We exposed Garoppolo with fucking Disley out, our fucking leading star. People forget that he wasn't just the best. He was our leading scorer on the team. Yeah. And we lose him. I'm like, bro, how the fuck? And then obviously, you know who my fucking favorite backup fucking tight end was. Ended up being our star. Jacob Hollister, let's Come go. On, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's your boy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. He's so underrated. This so is the crazy underrated. part. I said this in the last episode. I said, yo, never in a million years, never ever have I heard. Like, like I remember when Tony Gonzalez was playing and he was at Cal too. He's like, you know, his alumni went to the Chiefs and whatever. And 
you know, I never really cared about that until you heard about fucking uh, Gronk, you know, and certain people. You're like, Doug, I don't care about the tight end position. But, yo, do you realize how deep we are? Bro, we got Greg Olson starting. We got Disley at second string. We got Luke Wilson. And we got my favorite at fourth string, Hollister. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's what I mean. Our weapons are Are insane. Ever. Like, in Russell Wilson's entire career, we've never had this this much offensive firepower ever. So hopefully, like, we go with the whole idea of this whole thing, let Russ cook. Because you got everything that he could ever need. And it's like, we got to let him throw at least 35 times a game. This whole, like, running the ball so much to run the clock, like, I get it. It's a safe play. But when you have the best quarterback in the NFL, why do you need to play it safe? Yeah. Just go in. Well, you know what's crazy is um, on the depth chart, I'm looking here at wideouts, wide receivers and everything. And, you know, of course, we got DK, we got David Moore, we got Penny, our, we got um, Tyler, we got Dorsett. And uh, I don't see my boy Josh on here, right? And we just signed him. And I know there's going to be some things, you know, he's got to get reinstated. There's some other stuff going on, blah, blah, whatever. And, you know, I'm not worried about it. I think, you know, we're, we're good. You called that from the very beginning. I remember I, I was talking to you about that in the offseason. You called that. I said, look, you we're going to pick him was, up. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. said, look, he's going to make it happen. That's my motherfucking dog. And um, while during the offseason, he was in Korea, went to a couple different spots. He's been kind of doing his thing. And I'm not mad. I'm like, all right, dog, you know, you're cool. I think he's never fell off as far as, you know, the conditioning and everything. He's been training, is everything else. So I'm excited to see, dude, you know, our offensive weapons are disgusting. Uh, I'm looking at CBS Sports right now, looking at the Super Bowl predictions. Like, out of the six analysts, they got three of them have chose the Seahawks to go to the Super Bowl. One of them got them winning. You know, a lot of people got, obviously, the Chiefs and the fucking this and that, blah, 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 whatever. And the right, fucking, right, right. Uh, they got um, the Ravens. Got whatever. Look, man, the other day I was kind of pissed off because they put us at number 10 as far as the ESPN did. And I was like, look, bro, y'all, y'all going to have to put some respect. You put Buffalo Bills before us? Like, look, Stefan is my guy. And, you know, much love to Quinn Jefferson. But come on, bro, the Bills and the Steelers, dog? Like, fuck out of here, bro. Come on. Give us number six at least. Give us five. Like, you gave the Niners four? Like, come on, bro. Like, that's why I said we were we were one yard away from winning the division over them. How could they be a five and us go all the way at ten? And it was already yeah. a fluke. You already know, but that game was just a fucked up situation. Yep. You know, one hundred percent. So, your predictions. Now, by the way, there's this news anchor. He's from Washington, which is crazy, and uh, he's a huge Niners fan. And his name is Scott Daniels. He works in the Bay. Works. At, he, I don't know, he's like, he's been like you know what CBS, NBC, local affiliate news news anchor. He called me out yesterday when I said this shit, and he goes, look, man, just bet me $1,000 that we do better than you do this season. And I'm like, who the fuck is we? And he's like, SF Niners, baby. I'm like, dog, what, what do you want to take the bet at? And he's, I was like, bro, let me tell you something real quick. Let me explain something to you quick. You guys are living off a legacy that ended 25 years ago, first off. Second off, you realize we actually won a Super Bowl in this decade. Do you know what I mean? We have a current Super Bowl, and it's like, you, y'all don't. Okay, one. Number two, we are 16 and two against y'all in like the last 18, eight seasons. Like, like bro, stop mm-hmm. it. The last eight or nine seasons. Right, right, right. And, and, and one of the losses was that one yard, the last 20 seconds of the game, bullshit. You know? And it's like, bro, there's something about how we play. I said this on the last episode. And nobody that, if you're a real Seahawks fan, you already know. 
Every last game of the season is against the fucking Arizona Cardinals. Whether they're good or bad doesn't fucking matter. No matter what, if they're 1-12, and 12, the chances of them beating us, I would bet my money on them. It just, I don't know what it is. They go play. Dude, these motherfuckers throw Hail Mary in the first quarter. And then score. You know, they're just crazy. They play balls to the wall. No fear, nothing. It doesn't make sense. Now, with that said, when it matters, we'll take them out. But with the Niners, it was just something about this rivalry that ever started. And, you know, it's sad to see Richard Sherman still active with the Niners. Look, I honestly think these two games at Levi's and at Century, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I think we got both games. I'm not being biased. I'm being real. You think you're, 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 you're going to go to the sweep? I think we got the sweep. Everyone thinks it's 1-1. No Niners fans I've talked to have said they're going to beat us both games. They're kind of like, they could play against the Ravens. They could play against everyone, and they have all the confidence. They hate on us and everything. That's fine. But when I talk to real diehard Niners fans, I'm like, so you think you got us both games, huh? E-40, you, we, you got both games? He's like, oh, we'll see. Oh, we'll, no, 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 not we'll see. Okay, hold on. Yo, do you have both games? Then I talk to a lot of you know, these, these Niner pages that all they do, you don't see them talking shit about other teams. They're only talking shit about us. And then I'm oh, like, yo, 100%. so are you guys going to get us 2020, 21, 20, you know, are you guys going to get us this year? Oh, we got one game for sure. And I'm like, how the fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? The, all the confidence you guys are going to the Super Bowl, you're going, you're not going to beat us twice? They never say they're going to beat us twice. They don't because they know there's something about Pete Carroll, you know what I'm saying, that just, I mean, look, dude, fuck Kittle. Look, that's all they got really to me. They got Kittle, they got Bosa. Richard Sherman. Nah, dog, fuck Richard. He's he's old now, bro. He's he's whatever. He's washed, dog. Fucking um, uh, Debo. Debo's doing his thing. What's Emmanuel? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, bro. Mm-hmm. I was really disgusted that we had to give the sneakers chain to fucking two fucking Niners players last year, bro. Like, I know I can get in trouble for this because I'm under contract with them, you know, for saying that. But, bro, if we don't give fucking this shit to three Seahawks this year, I'm gonna be pissed, man. Like, that shit is. I know. <laughs> Well, it's not up to I mean, me. Lockett got it one year, though. I mean, one of the games, right? He got yeah. it. And um, mm-hmm. um, Clowney was supposed to get it that week, um, but it was a Thursday game, so it's weird. They usually do it on Sunday games. But Clowney, yeah. that that touchdown at Levi's, me and you lost our – first of all, we almost got kicked out. I got into a fight with fucking I don't know how many people. So many people. I, I'm surprised <laughs> that we were right. We were right next to the Seahawks staff, and they were just all uncomfortable. I thought for sure they were just going to make a phone call and send us right out of the stadium for sure. Yeah, it was getting hostile over there. All right, so real quick, let's wrap this up. Uh, Seahawks strengths. Give it to me. The strengths, obviously, quarterback. We have the oh, best yeah. quarterback <sighs> in the NFL. Jesus That's Christ, Russell was. Oh man, Russell's just my God, bro. Yep. Um, I'll give you two more. Our receiving core. It's the best we've ever had in the history of the Seahawks. And then lastly, the secondary. It's Hold on, real L-O-B- quick, real quick. Real quick. Back on the, on the offense. Okay. Do you realize we literally legitimately have damn near like five all-stars? I'm being completely serious. Yes. That, we have I mean, five legitimate stars, minimum five stars mm-hmm. in a receiving core. Yeah. Like right. we have a backup running back who rushed for a thousand yards last year. Yeah, that too. I mean, you know, it'd be nice to see Marshawn jump back, but, you know, whatever it is, what it is. You never know, honestly. Did we really think he was going to be back on the team last year? That was something else. I mean, well, I don't really know Travis Homer. Don't know DJ Dallas. Uh, But, look, Chris Carson is starting at 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 running back. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, look, where the the fuck is Rashad at? He's, He's still hurt. 
Oh, he's still hard count. I was about to say, like, where the fuck's he at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, strengths on defense now. Strengths on defense. First off, the secondary. It's on paper, it looks just as strong as the Legion of Boom, like at its height. Almost. Yes. I mean, it's very yeah. hard to compare. Like, the only missing link is. We, we need to see the chemistry. We don't know the chemistry of all these guys on the field together. None of us have seen anything. So. But as far as the numbers and the talent that they had in previous seasons, like I'm interested to see what they're going to do. The chemistry between Earl, Sherman, and Cam, it was disgusting. It was to the point where people were scared to death. Look, bro, people were scared yeah. to death to run against Cam, let alone throw a ball against him. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, look, all great things must come to an end. The way when I talked to Quandre on the show and off the show and through DMs and through texts, you know, this guy is like, he's really trying to make a, you know, really stand out this year. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Dunbar, come on, bro. Now, Jamal, like, you know I had to message Jamal. I messaged Jamal Adams immediately. People are like, oh, this guy's a bitch. This guy's a diva. This guy's a dis-. I'm like, bro, you're talking to a diva. I'm a fucking difficult person. I get it. <laughs> and so we hit each other, and he's like, yo, bro, what's up with them bear bricks? What's up with that cause? I'm like, bro, you could have all this shit. What's good with your health? And he's like, what are you talking about, man? I'm smack. And I heard he's had great practices. I heard he's in obviously the premium shape. He's he's in ultimate everything. So yeah, it's gonna take this season for them to gel. That's the only thing I'm worried about. But as far as like mm-hmm. the skill, skill sets off the chain. But they're gonna need a season gel. Let's get into the weaknesses, man. The pass rush, 100 percent I mean, losing Clowney and now putting replacing him with a second year he's basically a rookie because lj collier like didn't even play last year so it's just a big question mark he i don't know what to he played i remember when we're only god damn i keep thinking you're at the game with me every single time i remember uh remember when Clowney got he got hurt remember Clowney was hurt for was it two games mm-hmm. or one game was it i think it was two yeah it was two and, and lj yeah. came in and did his thing yeah i mean i i, I really Ooh, hope that you don't, he sound, turned... you don't sound very confident bro. i know i mean i I, I hope to see that LJ Collier turns out to be what I mean at the position we draft him. He's a first round pick, so hopefully he plays something like it. I want to see at least five sacks from him this year. Okay, if we get five. Can I can I tell I'll you happy about that, that makes me feel better that you say that's our weakness. Can I tell you where our will our real weakness is? What do you think our real weakness is? We possibly have the worst offensive line in the fucking country, dude. If we had the O line of 2013, I would be a different person. Like how I talk and how I walk from mm-hmm. from October to February, you know? But I don't know, man. And, you know, DJ, man, I'm going to be real with you. DJ Warrior is a beast, bro. You know, it just, fuck, man. It just kind of bums me out. But we'll, we'll see, man. You know, obviously, if we had a great O-line, if we had an O-line like the Niners did or who else has a fucking great O-line, man? Um, the Titans? Oh no, fucking! What do you want? Uh, fucking Baltimore. Yeah, if if we had an O line like that, bro, do you understand what Russell could do with more time? Mm-hmm. It's insane. So, anyways, that's that's what I think for our weaknesses. What do you think about Pete Carroll this year, man? He's just just on fire, man. I think he's. I mean, I I, I just appreciate everything Pete Carroll preaches. Always compete. You know, even even though we know there's no competition between Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, I just like the idea that he always puts it out there. He doesn't guarantee anyone a position. He wants every single person to try their hardest. You know, that's true. Once, once everybody treated as if like, you know, this could be your last game. Someone else could be sneaking up right behind you trying to take it. 
So just knowing that everyone is out there trying to compete for that starting position, you know, we're going to put the best product we can on the field. Okay, so NFC West, we got the Cardinals, who are, you know, Cardinals ain't, they're okay, bro. You know what I'm saying? They ain't exactly trash, bro. That's what's fucked up. Okay, the Rams. They're going to beat us. I guarantee they beat us once this year. Yeah. And you, like we will think. And mm-hmm. like I said, I never understood it until my father-in-law broke it down to me. And he kind of watched the games almost half-ass. Because he just was like, it's like a jinx. It's like that. You know what I mean? It's like that, just jinx. But what's the quarterback's name at Cardinals? He's fucking dope, man. What's his name? Kyler um, Murray. Yo, Kyler Murray's out of his fucking mind, bro. He was like, running all around us before he got hurt in that last game. Yeah. And the, our own, our old backup quarterback ended up beating us. But yeah, no, that, that kid's really good. He's so underrated. Saying, Kyler's like, I mean, dog, LeBron, he's giving this full props. Um, the Rams, by the way, did you see the fucking official tour of fucking SoFi Stadium? Have you seen it? No, but I'm, I'm assuming it's crazy. Scott, it's the most disgusting, beautiful monstrosity it is the most insanely gorgeous place I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't make me wish I was a Rams fan just because I've never liked the Rams my entire life. And I'm not going to sit and jump to an L.A. team that I was never down with because they were never L.A. They were Anaheim. And mm-hmm. then with St. Louis after. But look, going to see a Dallas game at AT&T Stadium and going in there and realizing this is about the size of, you know, shit, some countries. It's that insanely large, Right. And you're like, damn, dude, like this is a fucking stadium. And for this to make that look like some ghetto shit, that's how crazy this is. It's really going to be amazing. And the fucking sucky thing is, you know, we play at SoFi, which is, and we can't probably go to the game, which is, you know, just, just sucks. But in the future, when they do come down, just want to let you know that I will be taking you. I'll be definitely buying four seats somewhere, you know, in the lower level and uh, on the Seahawks side and uh, make sure that you definitely come with me for sure. I definitely, and I'll get his field passes and all that shit and everything. Damn, but um, let's do it. 49ers and us. So this is really unpredictable, but we have no choice, right? I mean, what do, what do you think? Well, we can, we got to win NFC West. I think, I think it all starts. You got to win your division. That's the best way to do it because, you know, we focus very much on home field advantage, whether there's going to be one later this year or not. The best thing you can do is always play at home. So we need the, the first thing we should always go for is a division 100%. And you see, you see how close it is between the both of us. One yard separated us last year, and I almost feel like it's going to be the same thing again. Well, this is the good thing, right? This is how I feel. And this is just for me playing ball and, play, and, and watching it differently. And uh, me being only, what, this is my ninth season with the Hawks, right? Mm-hmm. This is where I see it right now. You got the Cardinals and Rams are both great teams. For some reason, I just feel like if you're not going to get the shit knocked out of you by us, then the Niners are going to just knock the fuck out of those two teams. Do you make you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like in our division, I'm talking about, and I think that the Niners are going to fucking, I don't think they're going to lose to the Cardinals or Rams. I just really don't. You know what I'm saying? They just have that, whatever, boom. We got a little bit of advantage on them for some reason. I don't know what kind of mojo we got on them, but we do. So I think at the end, when it comes to the division title and clinching, I think it's just, it's between us two. There's no way it could be anything else. You know, it's it's especially with what's going on right now. So with that said, what do you think our SB chances are? Like real talk. I'm with coming in with the impression that it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. Because one thing that people don't realize about the Seahawks is we 
we are a consistently winning team. I just read a stat recently. We're the, we have the second longest active winning season streak. The second longest, and only behind the Patriots. Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't fucking know so, that, bro. Yeah. And people don't realize that. We're always playing to compete. We're always shooting for a Super Bowl. We don't, we don't rebuild. I can't remember the last time we had a truly rebuilding season where we were going for a top five pick. I think last time we did that was Earl Thomas. Yeah, no, it's it's been a minute, and it's crazy yeah. because every time I complain about our O line, somehow, some way, we just kind of like it just slides in and just somehow something just goes into place, and that's just Pete and rest in peace, Paul Allen. Um, yeah. Am I tripping? That was last season, right? Or was it the season before that he passed? I think I think it was last season. I yeah, think that's, what right. I that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Anyways, yeah, yeah. not worried about that. Yo, Scott, I want to thank you so much for coming on and chiming in. I do think that Jamal Adams is it's gonna it's it has to happen immediately. It ain't some oh let's let it, no fuck that, bro. <laughs> you get paid a lot of bread. You are a fucking superstar athlete, bro. You need to come in and impact ASAP. Uh what's your prediction for this weekend versus ATL? This weekend, uh I think it's gonna be twenty three seventeen Hawks, but I think it's gonna come down to the wire because last time if Matt Schaub is gonna light us up, I know we do have a new secondary. But we haven't seen, we haven't really played anyone, so everyone's gonna. It's, it's gonna start out really rough between both teams, and we're just gonna squeak it out at the end because we have a, a much better quarterback. Well, we're a two-point favorite, and I think I'm still gonna take the two points. I think we got it. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Again, Scott, appreciate you, bro. Much love, uh, yo, Miles, man. Throw some music on real quick, and let's get back into the outro of the show. you enjoyed that hawk talk um let's get into the nfl for real for real it's that time folks the nfl is back and winning season returns at mybookie.ag winning season means doubling your first deposit sign up now and get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to one thousand dollars and while you're at it grab yourself an entry into the famed MyBookie Super Contest. What is a Super Contest and how do you play? You pick five NFL games against the spread each week to have a chance at $100,000 guaranteed in cash prizes. You know what? Here are my picks against the spread so you can win the Super Contest and collect that cash. For Thursday, tonight, Kansas City Minus nine and a half over Houston. For this Sunday's game, Miami plus six and a half over New England. Cleveland plus eight over Baltimore. Buffalo minus six and a half over the New York Jets. Seattle, my Seattle, minus two over Atlanta. Philadelphia minus six over Washington. Chicago plus three over Detroit, Green Bay plus two and a half over Minnesota, Cincinnati plus three over the LA Chargers, Arizona plus seven over the Niners, Saints minus three and a half over Tampa Bay. Sunday night's game, Cowboys minus three over the LA Rams, 
Monday night, Giants plus six over the Steelers. Let's go. Now, if you win, you got to tip me and the Dust Brothers via PayPal, all right? Send a little tip, you know, take care of us, you know what I'm saying? We're showing you some love. Send a little tip via PayPal to card at gmail.com. Or when we do get some BTB merch in, make sure you buy some of that. You know, if you guys win, fair deal, right? Deal? Okay. The lines will change, but those are my picks as of today. You could take that to the bank. My bookie has thousands of bets to choose from, the full NFL slate and NBA playoffs from live betting to championship futures. Use promo code BENBALLER and double your first deposit now. It's a no-brainer. BENBALLER, one word for the promo code. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. So now, on to the NBA. Well, on to my lake show, because I don't really give a fuck about anybody else that's in the NBA. But look, we're up two games to one right now. I think we're still playing sloppy, and we're not really playing fully sound. But uh, we got a game tonight, and uh, look, we need to blow these cocksuckers out, period. Okay, we need to show these clowns what time it is. Get up 3-1, and uh, I still think Lakers in five. But if need be, we will go to game six and close this shit out. Playoff Rondo has showed up, and I can legit say... I have never been a big fan of Rondo. I wasn't a big fan of him playing on Lakers just, you know, last year and everything, right? But I respected his game the most when he was playing for the Celtics, okay? Go figure, right? He was fast as fuck. He was scrawny. He would just he just got it done. And now he's showing a lot of that veteran experience in the playoffs, okay? For this series, I don't think we need Dwight that much. We don't need Javal. Not for this series, but they both need to play harder, and they need, to, they need to toughen up in the next round. Like, I've seen Javal play. I've seen him. I just don't think he's he's playing to his maximum capacity right now. That's my guy. But, yeah, he's just not. Nah. But Danny Green needs to be excused. Like, on God. He needs to, like, can we cut him? Okay? Ranger, my ass. He ain't no motherfucking Ranger. He's playing like a motherfucking a Weeblow. That's not even a Boy Scout. That's a Cub Scout. That's like, come on, man. Um, but yeah, we need to, Danny Green need to get fucked. He's starting like, come on, man, Vogel, you tripping, bro. Fuck is going on, man. Anyways, looks like the Clippers are probably going to end up top in Denver. And, uh, so we're going to play the Clippers and fucking, you know, in, in the Western finals and fuck it. Let it be. Um, I'm not worried about motherfucking Kawhi and all that. Fuck all them, man. Um, Miami is in the Eastern finals. I am not worried about no bitch ass Miami heat at all whatsoever. I hope the Boston Celtics do close it out against the Toronto Raptors because I would love to see a vintage, nostalgic Lakers-Celtics final. That would be the finals with the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers. That's a dream, right? And we already had that in 09 and in uh, 2010. And, you know, um, actually, 08 and 2009. And um, look, man, I hope it happens. All right, and I hope that we win this game tonight. But uh, on to some baseball real quick. Yo, the Dodgers are playing better than they ever have. Shout out to my boy Gavin Lux. We just connected on Twitter. He started following me, and uh, obviously um, I did a couple of his dope-ass cards for my Chrome set. I'm going to sign some shit for him. You already know Jock is my guy. Uh, Mookie's playing his ass off right now. But I really do think that we got the World Series. Like, we got that shit in, like, that's in, like, straight-up focus right now. Like, our eyes are, it's in range. We're locking in, and, uh, you know, I really think we got a real great shot at winning the chip this year. And if we do, 
make sure to submit emails, hit DMs to the Dodger pages, fucking tweet and everything. Tell them that you need to have Ben Baller make the championship rings. All right. I'm going to be reaching out because obviously my agent represents four of the biggest fucking Dodger players and he's real close with the um, Dodgers organization in the front office. And look, I need to make the fucking championship rings. No offense to anybody else. Look, my boy Jason already got the Laker ring because he had the relationship with the Bus family. But yo, on the Dodgers, it's just got to happen. It needs to happen for the culture, for Lost Angels, Los Angeles. It would truly be a full circle moment. I could die happy. That shit would be, it would mean beyond, above and beyond. More than anything that I've done, even though I've done some amazing collaborations. And I don't even fuck around with Jory that much anymore. I'll talk about that on the weekend wrap up. But yo, definitely, if we win this chip, man, it's not even a fucking up for discussion. It's just got to happen. I got to make a trip out to San Francisco real soon probably the end of this month or early October. I've been avoiding it for a long fucking time and I, I can't avoid it anymore. But I will not be flying, all right? Um, not even private. I, I obviously need a car, so I will be driving. Haven't figured out what I'm going to drive up there. I've been looking at some crazy ass sprinters with the bathrooms and like seats, like uh, seat eight and they got like the little bed just in case you need to pull over. And like, you know, the 144 sprinter with the high roof, it's like, you know, it's, it's it's got enough. The only thing is, like, if I wanted to take the entire family, yeah, we would have a good time. We could do these short drives. But if all of us needed to sleep, it'd be a little difficult, but we can make it work. The only thing is, my boy RD at Luxury Auto Collection, he has some really fucking dope-ass fucking sprinters. So if I don't do that, you know, I got the Trackhawk. Uh, we got the Cullinan. We got, I mean, Doc, I'm not driving out up there. I'll probably drive the track up up there because I, I need some speed and I need something I could just whip around and be low-key. But um, it's dope. Like, I'll, I'll have everything that I need on me if I drive. I don't have to worry about shit. I have to worry about TSA, not worrying about packing. Speaking of packing, I can have my fucking guns on me. You know, obviously going to pack a gun, getting Lysol, masks, everything. But have you seen what's going on with the Bay Area? Like, did you see yesterday? Like, the sky is red. Like, for real. Like, at 8 a.m., it looks dark and murky and smoky. And it just, it actually, San Francisco looks like planet Mars. It's fucking crazy with all the fires that are going on right now up north. That shit is like literally crazy. And um, I think right now was the best time for me to make this announcement. But um, I've been holding off for a little bit and uh, need to tell you guys. For those of you who have rocked with VVS pens for the four plus years that we've been around now, I want to say I greatly appreciate all of you big time. Okay. I had a meeting yesterday with my partners and all of us had agreed that we are all individually doing too much right now. And with the legal cannabis game in just a fucking nightmare, it's just in a rut right now. You know, we're just too, one, we all have bigger projects besides that. Um, the pandemic just sealed it for us. It's just like literally with customs and everything, it's just fucked up. The BCC, of course, BCCs, AKA legal extortion, right? They're the fucking weed IRS, but even worse. Um, they have made it nearly impossible to make money in the weed game, okay? Really more so, especially in the pen game, but like, it's just a fucking, it's just everyone's money has been cut by like 700%, okay? So with VVS, we are on our last couple months before we're, we completely dissolve. But look, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I've done some great work in the VVS space. I manifested to get to a certain level and we hit that those levels. You know, I did a collaboration with KD. I've done some really cool things with VVS. At one point, 
we were legitimately on the top of the game. You know, we were fucking selling hundreds of thousands of pens. You know, we where we had a fucking sold out fucking appearance at at MedMen, had a line around the fucking block. But again, with COVID now and just the, the duration of, of COVID, importing from China to make our products is just it just ain't it. You know? So I wanna say thank you again. But if you could find VVS where you are, it's already been tough to get. It's already going for a lot more money in different states. Grab whatever you can while you can, because once it's gone, it is gone, right? I'm hoarding, you know, some pens so that I just always have shit because I'm not going to lie to you. Me and my wife, we smoke VVS, and that shit is, you know, it's still the best pen to me that I've smoked. So the pens out there, they're good, but th this is the best, period. Our oils are the best. And uh, by the way, be careful. There are a ton of bootlegs out there. Don't buy fake VVS. You should know it's either going to be a C-cell or it's going to be, you know, the one gram carts that we have. You should just see, you, you could just tell the quality. There are some really good fakes there, though. Again, though, thank you so much. I really do appreciate all the support you guys have given us. And uh, it's sad, but you know what? Um, don't have the time. Now, I might do something else with the name. I haven't figured it out yet. But anyways, Ben Baller did the strain. That is still in effect. We're still in the first stages because we never officially launched, but we're good. Like, I'm not worried about that in any aspect. We are good on every level, okay? And most of that is because the backbone of Ben Body the Strain is beyond super strong, okay? Shout out to Cookies Fam. Shout out to our Cultivation Skypack Farms. But we're good, good, all right? Our genetics alone have already been selling out, and nobody even knows it's my strain because it's out there selling in cookies and all the other places and everything else, and we're just not obviously putting the Ben Body the Strain thing on there. And I will when I officially launch it, okay? Trust I'll be doing an official launch when I can. But I'm also going to think of some sort of Bay Area release, a quick strike release, because I'm obviously coming up there in the next couple weeks or so. And I'll think of something. I don't know what it is. Maybe autograph signing. I don't know. Maybe I might sell some T-shirts or something. But it would be beyond social distancing. Um, it would be something safe. And uh, everyone's got to be a mask. And, it, and it'd be real low-key, 25, 30 people. I don't know. I got a lot of love in the Bay. And uh, I got a lot of love for the Bay. So it's just an idea. I might not do anything. I might not meet up with anybody. But I will say this. When COVID is done, and when this shit is done, there is a vaccine being made and everything. When this is rocking, just know that the Dust Brothers and myself will be doing live podcast tour. You know, we're obviously going to hit San Francisco for sure. Uh, probably do something in L.A. Um, New York, of course, no brainer. And probably hit a couple other cities and we got booking agents that want to do this already. I can't wait. I would love to fucking actually, you know, open up for Mike Rap because Mike has done some of these live podcasts. But just, you know, the whole DBP family, it would be, it'd be fucking dope. And speaking of events, uh, PML Quick Strike is this Saturday, right? It's two days away. It's at 7 a.m. We meet up at Platinum Collision Center on Sunset Boulevard. All right, parking is going to be tough. So motherfuckers get there at 6.30 and everything. People get there early. It is very difficult to park. Don't be a dumb fuck. Don't drive like a jackass. There will be police everywhere. But we have a lot of fun at these quick strikes. Just be smart and be safe. It's in Hollywood again at Platinum Collision Center on Sunset Boulevard. We meet again at 7 a.m. And then we leave at 8 a.m. sharp. You can go to at PML Quick Strike, email them. They will send you the route because there's going to be a route to go where we're going from, from Hollywood. We're going to leave there and head to Newport Beach, and there's a certain way we get there. The drive from there to the freeway is when it gets fun. When we get on the freeway, it gets real sketchy, and then once we get rolling a little bit, like 
right before LAX, it gets fucking nasty, okay? And you got to be safe. You got to know how. Listen, power is nothing without control. Everyone has a fast car. You got to know exactly how to drive, okay? Um, there will be a ton of exotic cars. So if you want to come, just pull up just to check out cars, you're more than welcome to. It is totally free to come out and hang out. Now, if you want to join the ride, I'm not going to lie to you, you must have a car that can keep up. I do not suggest you just pulling up and, you know, no offense, like nothing wrong with the Honda Accord or whatever, but pulling up in a car that can hang and try to hang to take pictures, like you should be sitting shotgun in someone else's car to do pictures. We already have a ton of professional photographers. If you want to pull up and take pictures at the event of the cars parked, be my guest, all good, okay? I had to build a fucking mini little small gas station inside my garage so I can fucking store... Um, 30 gallons of 100 octane gas. It's like stocked up. Um, it's a fucking nightmare. But anyways, by the way, if you see me, you can say, what's up? I'm cool. You know me. I'm very approachable, especially at these type of events and PMLs, my family. But make sure you keep about seven to 10 feet away from me. And I'm being serious because I have a kid and I, and people don't, don't get that, okay? I will be wearing a mask. You won't be allowed to come if you're not wearing a mask. So please make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you stay socially distant, all right? FYI, I will not be signing any cards at the event. Last time I signed like some sleeves and I signed like the cases. People try to put them up for 17000 or anything. I was like, bro, stop. Like this is weird. I, I get it. People are doing bad. Some people need money. That ain't the way to go about it. Okay. And if you really want me to sign some cards, yo, email us, you know, and you better have some G's. You know, like if, if you want me to do this, especially because I have official releases on BBDTC.com. If you want me to sign cards at the PML Quick Strike, you better have G's. In your pocket, I'm not accepting Apple Pay or Venmo and none of that shit there. Like, real talk. But nah, really. I'm not trying to sign anything. So, uh, real quick. There's been a lot of misinformation between this beef between Charlemagne and Joe Budden and other people, whatever. They don't fucking know. Look, man. What I don't know could fill up countries. What most of the Irish people don't know could fill up universes. Okay? And people are just like... They're totally misunderstood. Like, they'll, I know, who the fuck is you? I, I've never heard anybody say, oh, I'm listening to Ben Baller's podcast. Like, what you guys don't know is I do have an enormous fan base and, and a big following and a lot of listeners, okay? What you also don't know is I don't really think about jewelry like that anymore. Like, it's, it's I do that shit like, like Michael Jordan did when he started playing baseball. It's like, it's so easy for me. It's, it's not necessarily a joke. It's just, it doesn't, it, I, I'm not challenged anymore, you know? But, back to podcasting, you know, this is what I love to do, okay? And there's misinformation about being with the major, like, studio, like iHeartRadio, or being independent. And all I can say is right now, I'm good, you know? I'd love to get a deal with somebody, but at the same time, we are going to only do a deal for someone who has more marketing dollars to get, like, billboards and, and you know, just way more presence to make the podcast grow bigger. As far as the actual quality of the show, it's not going to get any better than this because nobody else's show has better producers than the Dust Brothers. And that is straight facts, okay? But being independent, nobody can tell me to chill out. No one tells me what I can and can't say, okay? Nobody's in my pockets for money. No one's out here. There's no discrepancy when I'm getting paid. I know exactly what I'm getting paid, okay? And on top of all that with this family, what we got going on, we chart every single week since the day I launched, all right? And it's not easy. This is by far my strongest, most legitimate platform to date, 
right? Because I break it down here. There ain't no, like, there's no misunderstanding me on here, all right? We're 13 months in, 114 episodes deep, consistent as fuck. Haters be like, hey, man, nobody listens to your show. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Look, I can't fake no iOS charts, all right? That shit's right inside of every single person's iPad or iPhone. You can see that shit right there. It's as transparent as you can get. I can't make none of that shit up, okay? But I appreciate all the ultra love, like the extended love on these Asian excellence episodes. Uh, my boy, Chris No. Leverage, yo, he is lit right now. We're, you know, we did really well on that episode. We're gonna come back with a little more Asian excellence. We're gonna have my girl Aria Price on real soon. Uh, Price is not her real name, even though you know, of course, she's Filipino, but that's not her real last name. But uh, you know, she she had a really big episode with us, and I wanted to come back and show motherfuckers that you ain't gotta be some thought, and you ain't gotta just suck everyone's dick and to get a bag these days. And she's a real successful entrepreneur on her own, and. Um, Yo, there's no time on this episode to really talk about entertainment or new shows or movies. Uh, we'll get into that after the weekend wrap up maybe. I do want to watch that movie Tenet. I know it's the number one movie in America or whatever. I, I will check it out hopefully. But yo, real quick, I want to get into this, this dude Lil Pump, man. This guy Lil Pump mentioned my name in a song. You know, me and me, I used to troll him and talk shit here and there, whatever. But like this dude is falling off. So nobody gives a fuck about Lil Pump. Not even my little fucking, like, my little homies are 18, 20 years. They don't fucking care about Lil Pump. Like, he's a straight-up clown. He, like, someone posted this, his lyric sheet, and they said, he says something like, oh, yeah, Elliot is the, or I go to Elliot, or Elliot's the man, or whatever, blah, blah, uh, but fuck Ben Baller, something VVS. Like, bro, motherfuckers never even used the word VVS before me in every single terminology, not rappers, not anybody, not on any social platform. That is a word that is a jewelry term, but I'm talking about actually using it and putting it out there. Bro, I was the fucking first person on earth to use it. I don't get, you can say everything you want about me. There's a few things you can't ever take away. That's one of them, all right? But Lil Pump, you are a little thought, all right? You are fake gay, and you don't really want to catch that real rainbow wave, okay? You know, you're trying to be on like that fake Tyler wave or whatever, but look at the, you don't really want these boys to give you that Wonder Bread bag treatment. No olive oil, okay? You were right next to me last year at Oracle Arena. You were next to me for like 25 minutes with your security guards. You was all giggling, happy, talking to some whatever. I know you were shook inside. Look, I know you were a smaller dude. But then again, I'm old, right? But I was solo dolo. You all smiles. You didn't say shit. But yo, pump, check it out, man. Or, you know, one of your little fans, one of your little fucking snitches or whatever it may be that want to go send them this shit. I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about no jeweler at all whatsoever. Look, no offense to Elliot. I know Elliot. It's cool. Let me know when Elliot or any of them boys on 47th or any of them the guys that are in this game, let me know when they're pushing hypercars they own on top of all the other crazy shit they got on the ground. And then let me know when they own, not rent, when they own five, six million dollar, multi-million dollar cribs, okay, in different cities, all right? I don't give a fuck about how many rented jet rides, <laughs> how many rides you, you were a passenger on, all right? Look, man, that we'll get into that later, but Drake is like one of the only people that actually owns a jet. Even Kanye rents his jet, you know, like, and he's a fucking billionaire. You know, people don't get that. It's a whole different level. Even my most ballinest homies who've bought jets, like, this is the fucking dumbest thing I ever did in my entire life. It's like buying a yacht. It's just endless, endless money for no reason, right? You always just want to do net jets or fucking just rent and whatever and charter. It's just fucking stupid. But look, I'm not tripping on none of that shit. 
All right. Last thing any of them want to do is get at me about net worth. Okay. Now, creativity, that's subjective, right? That's, that's to each his own opinion. But on the paper end, y'all, y'all don't want to, like, nah, man. That's like where you don't want to go with me. And, and I've been really, I ain't gonna lie to you, even though I'm been balling up and humble, I've been been humble for real. I could be so much worse. It just, I just know that ain't, that ain't me. And that's not who I want to be. But uh, yeah, you're just a little rat, a little pump. Speaking of rats, uh, 6 9 has fell the fuck off. This motherfucker was talking all this shit. Yeah, got number one, blah, blah, whatever. And his album is trash. Everyone who was even like anyone in music, from the critics, the ones who wrote his dick and everything, they broke down like, yo, this is the album that it just doesn't even need to exist. Okay? Album is trash. He tried to run the merch scams, you know, and try to do that little fucking lot, the fucking bundles, all that bullshit, and it didn't work. And he's going to fucking cry about it, whatever. His last couple songs didn't fucking hit the Billboard charts. Um, he had that Nicki song that obviously went number one, then it flopped out after. But look, man, bro, you, you, the jig is up. You're, you're done, okay? Big Sean is going to debut at number one this week, and 6 9 is on the decline, all right? Doing clownery for clout, yeah, that shit ain't going to get you far, okay? The funny thing is, he actually sold literally like, like about one-third of what Big Sean did and um, I heard a little bit of Sean Don's album. That shit is really good. Like, no bullshit. And it's crazy, man. Like, like 6 9 was going to do 150. He's about to be number one, whatever, boom. Then he dropped down to 50,000 because he's trying to pull them little fucking... Keeps trying to pull, like, like finesses and scams. And it's just not going to work, all right? But Big Sean's album is dope. It ain't pop at all. Speaking of pop, shit, man. An enormous, huge pop star just moved in next door. We're a couple doors down. And bought the house I actually was going to buy. I've been contemplating on it. And uh, I don't know, whatever. I just been didn't pull the trigger. Funny thing is, I can't stand this girl. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, man, got to make it peaceful for the kids. You know, I'm always out there riding bikes and riding scooters with my daughter and everything else. So it is what it is. Just funny. That just, just That's how it works. And LA is such a small fucking place, especially Hollywood and Beverly Hills. But yo, that is it, folks. Um, I'll see you guys after the weekend. God bless. Thank you so much again for tuning in each week, especially you day one listeners. And always remember, please remember, make it a great day. Oh yeah, and go Hawks on Sunday. We got to get it in. Yo, my dude, Lake Lake, what's good, bro? Yeah, you chilling? Okay, bro. Take us to the crib, homie. All right, guys, we're out of here.